Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. Just say no to family values. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic. I am your own Wax Poetic. I am your only co-host today, so I guess I'm just the host. Uh, R.C. Wozlowski, who's usually with us, cannot make it today. Uh, work commitments call or have gotten in the way. Those darn paid work commitments. Sheesh. Anyway, my name is Pam Bentley. I'm hosting today and our guest is Candy Tanaka. Yes, um, we have been, we always discuss who we want to have on. We're like, we haven't had candy on yet. Why have we not had candy? Does she do poetry? Or do they do poetry? I'll do the right pronoun. Do they do poetry? And uh, it turns out that uh, they do, that you do. And oh. no one knows for sure. No one knows for sure. <laughs> well, we're about to find out because we're going to get you to start with a poem. Okay. Uh, I'll read a poem from my On the Waterfront series. Some of you may have heard it before, so I'm sorry if I will bore you, but here we go. This one is called The Crane Operator. Blue cranes, majestic in their strength, fortify the river's edge, 24 hours a day. You stand there, brave, ready for work, pulling, lifting, twisting, little man directions. It's a hundred-stair climb to the cab tower, threading needle-like for cargo. Directions align with the four winds, a bird's-eye view in the stifling heat of your nest. The Eiffel and Surrey, mountains in the background. Sky edges divide up the tower's height. Cables of strength harden with stress, then slack off. You are the monarchs of the waterfront. The spreader moves along its platform. A twist lock solidifies a box's four points. Like glue, you lift single containers to the sky and onto vessels. Gantry high and low profiles. Panamax, post-Panamax, and super-post-Panamax. Your intermittent beeps and flashing strobes acting as a stationary vehicle you operate, presenting your bounty to the bomb cart's chassis. Reach stackers lift off and drop into the yards of alphanumeric storage, where they wait until summoned for transport elsewhere to arrive at their final destination. I love it. I would say uh, the answer to uh, do they write poetry is yes, yes. I say they're still struggling, but they're going to try and make it work. Well, just because you're struggling doesn't mean it's not poetry. Excellent. I like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not all poetry is just trying to capture things that we can't really capture any other way. So you do other kinds of writing, obviously. I do. My main uh, thing is that I'm working on a fiction novel right now called... 
Tanak and Co. It was it started out to be nonfiction, and then as I got more into it, I wanted to weave in some elements of fiction. So I guess in basically in a way, it's a combination of fiction and nonfiction, almost creative like creative nonfiction. Yeah, creative nonfiction, but or like I'm calling it like auto auto fiction. So and like autobiography with fictional elements? Yeah, that... something like that. I don't know. There's there's some kind of term I'm trying to figure out what it is. I've heard autofiction in, in some spots, and I thought maybe that'll fit it. But, you know, I won't actually know until it's actually done. How long have you been working done. on it? Uh, I guess ever since I've been in the writer's studio, which is probably about three years ago. So it's a slow process. and But now I'm starting to sort of pick up the elements and, and sort of combine them together. How do you know when it's done? I don't think it's ever really going to be done. Okay. <laughs> so I think even when I think it's done and if it if it actually gets published, then, you know, I probably still will not think it's done, but I'll have to let it go at some point. Or you can write the next uh, part two. True, part true. three, four, five. Yes. So poetry, that poem that you just read, do you feel like that is done? I feel like I, it's, it's, I think I had to let it go at some point. I think maybe when I'm more well-versed in poetry, I think I'll, I'll probably revisit it and maybe rewrite it again and, and, you know, maybe submit it somewhere or, um, and hope to get it published. But, uh, for now, I think I, it's, it's not too bad. <laughs> I think you're pretty hard on yourself. I thought it was wonderful. Thanks. I really liked all the, um, I liked how you're, how you were, personifying the the kind of city landscape hmm. it was really cool um you do a lot of other things so you write other things you write poetry you write other kinds of things what we have a lot that we could talk about so let's dive right into it before we hear another poem i want to hear more poetry though um you work at the what is it That's, called uh, it's the acronym is ICOAAT, International Center of Arts and Technology. Um, the name might change in the future, but that's how we started out with it. Um, and basically how I'm branding it now is, is it's uh, Vancouver's Literary Makerspace. And it's in the Dominion Building at uh, 207 West Hastings. And we host a variety of things there. But the most popular thing right now is the Dominion Reading Series. And there's one this Friday. There is one this Friday, October the 21st at 7 p.m. And uh, we're going to be showcasing three poets, uh, Danielle El Daniela Elza, Linda King, and Chelsea Como. Um, and the host, my, my co-host, will be Jennifer Zilm. Oh, nice. The always wonderful Jennifer Zilm. Never know what's going to happen. You never know. That's <laughs> true. Um, so this is something you've been working towards for a while, right? Because when you came out of the writing studio, you and Carol Schillebeard had this thing that you were, and a couple of other people, I think, had this thing that you were working on to try and create a space for writers. And then you um, did some workshops and kind of like a little pop-up version. You're nodding your head. So I, I'll yes. let you talk yeah. about it because no, you know more about it than I well, do. Well, that's exactly what it, what it is. Um, it's sort of a combination of, I guess, a couple different ventures that I've been involved in. Um, one of them was a, a maker space in the in the uh, downtown or sorry in Chinatown area that uh, I was part of for a while, and then the other one was a, a sort of um, workshop kind of um, space that Carol and I and a couple other people were helping out with, and uh, we had that like you said mentioned as a pop up shop for a while and tried to get some writing workshops going on there and that eventually was how we first met exactly yeah and and it was going good for a while we just didn't have the funds to sustain it um, you know for a long term. Uh, period and also to find a permanent space so um, 
this this new space that I started, I started with a, a partner who's not involved anymore. Uh, but uh, I'm just sort of hoping that it, we're sort of running it as my own studio space, but also opening it up to writers and artists. So we also have an art gallery there as well. And just to try and have a space that is going to be open for people, um, mostly mar- yeah, I'm really interested in having marginalized people come out and show their work, you know, and read at the um, the reading series. So just a space for people to feel that if they don't fit in somewhere else, they can come and, and hang out in our space. So people can just show up and use it to do their writing or to do their making, whatever they're making? What? How does it work exactly? Well, there's a bunch of different uh, things that are happening. Um, one of them is the art gallery right now, and it is open for submissions. Um, we have a show up right now by Rich Royerden that is uh, photos, and I'm looking for submissions for the next show. So I'm looking for work that's really challenging and work that is um, hopefully I can get some marginalized uh, you know, people that are interested and, and maybe are having trouble you know, even getting noticed at other spaces to come out and show their work Um, and right now the space is open for writers if writers are interested in coming to write in the space right now the charge will be seven dollars an hour minimum four hour block but they get the whole studio space to themselves so a lot of people have challenges where if they have families they can't don't have a quiet space to write you know or if they have roommates you know the same kind of situation so this way they can dedicate their time to you know solid uh, solid four hour block of writing and that way it sort of helps, you know, in, in a way finance the space to keep it open for other people as well. Oh, I'm so, so grateful to you to persisting in, in creating and maintaining these kind of spaces, um, not getting discouraged, you know, like trying it in different ways and making it work. And we should give people the address of the, um, of the International Center of Arts and Technology so that they can come and take advantage and also so they can come to the Dominion Reading Series at 7 yeah. Seven on Friday? Seven on Friday, and the address is 1012, so that's on obviously on the 10th floor of 207, 207 West Hastings Street at the corner of Camby and Hastings, and it's uh, right above that wonderful Lebanese restaurant, Nuba, which we all love. Nuba's and there's in the an art store there too, right? And Opus is, is also next door, um, and it's right across the street from Victory Square. That's a beautiful building. It's amazing. Yeah. I love and that building. The view alone is worth the price of admission, which is free for the reading series on oh, Friday. So yeah. come and join us and check it out. And uh, you, you can know, pretend to listen to the poets and just look out the window. Yeah. It, you can also do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to. Exactly. You could probably do the same thing for $7 an hour. You could. And, and uh, but, you know, come, and, come to the reading series, see if you'd like to read there or if you'd like to show some art there as well. Like I said, it's open to everyone. And, uh, um, just hoping to get a really um, interesting mix of people out to the uh, to the venue and to the events. So there's three poets reading on Friday: uh, Chelsea Como, Daniela Elza, and Linda King. And Linda King. Is there also an open mic? There's no open mic yet, um, but eventually that's something that I'm thinking about doing as well. I mean, um, so and the format is slightly different than other reading series in that there's 10 minutes for reading, five minutes uh, for the writers to discuss the writing process or their writing process, five minutes for something else that they're interested in, because a lot of people have, you know, yeah, and then a couple minutes for questions and answers at the end. That's fantastic. Well, I think that we should hear another poem. Are you ready with another poem? (laughs) This will be my last poem, right, Pam? It's okay. This will be my, and I, I don't know if I've, I think I've read this poem only once somewhere else, but it's, uh, it's called Poetry. It's a poem about geometry and naughtiness. Oh. Yeah. Well, Do we need to give a I content figure, or language warning? No, no. It's, okay. it's very PC. Very, very PC. Um, 
And since no one's listening, I figure, hey, um, I that, might as well just, you know. That is not true. Okay. And well, I, no, I'm just also, No, okay. no, but okay. also um, people, sometimes people don't, I don't know how many people listen to our show live, but we can see afterwards that people download it. Oh, great. And stream Thank, it, thanks right? Thanks for that, Pam. Because it's, yeah. it's going to go on to, uh, it's going to go on to iTunes as a free, you'll be oh. able to download it as a free podcast. Okay. Uh, that usually takes a little while just because, uh. I don't get them to the person who loads them up quickly. And we should give a little shout out to Paul Saskas because that's what he's been doing for the last few months is RC and I get them to him and then he puts them up on iTunes and we had a gap for about six months and then Paul's got almost all of 2016 up and the ones that aren't up are not his fault. They're our fault. (laughs) So yeah. So maybe even if there's only three or four people listening right now, there's going to be more people listening to it later. So Now I don't feel better about reading this poem, Pam. (laughs) Let's hear that poem okay. for them. So it's called Poetry. It's a poem about geometry and naughtiness. Your formulas about lengths, areas, and volumes drive my Pythagorean theorem <laughs> around your circumference and into a circle. Pushing volumes into your conic sections, a topology view offer, offers a form of symmetry of your curves and polygons. You scream Descartes, Kepler, Euclid, <laughs> Kant, and Einstein and see fractals of shapes, triangles, cylinders, spheres, and pyramids. My calculus and computational techniques offer projective, convex, and discrete geometry. Put my straight edge into your compass, causing your axioms to trigonometry, into explosive lines, planes, and three-dimensional space. After postulation, we digress into mathematical reasoning. I love it. What a great That's... language play. And hot. No. Oh, well, how could it be hot? I, I, I don't know. I don't, know. How I don't that works. It's just words about geometry. I don't I know. How can geometry be hot? Geometry. Well, you know, shapes and angles and uh, yeah. curves. And, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great. You said that you'd read that before. Did you write it for a specific purpose? I did, actually. I wrote it for a, um, a, a uh, event that actually Pandora's um, uh, put on. Pandora's Collective. I'm with Bonnie that I heard that they were just talking about in the previous show, which yeah, was great. Yeah, they had somebody on talking yeah. about the, con- the recent concussion book. Right. And uh, it was for um, one of the galleries where they have you write to art on the walls. And so that's where I that poem is from. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. I admire anybody who can do that. I can't write to art very well. So um, do you want to, there's an event coming up on Saturday that you are part of that you are going to be doing a poem. Yes, well, and we, you we can probably... you, you know it better than I do, but I'm excited because it's about Johnny Cash. Yes, and why are you excited because it's about Johnny Cash? I I think out of he's probably the one of the very few there's a couple country artists that I like. You know, Johnny Cash is one of them, Dolly Parton's another. You know, there's there's very few. So I think I'm excited because uh, I just I love his music I think it's great and um, I mean that movie Walk the Line that came out recently was was interesting and uh, I'm just excited about the two songs that I get to uh, to poem to two songs you get to poem to yes you guys are very generous I didn't I didn't realize I get to poem to Jackson and uh, in a what is it uh, in a dungeon or deep in a dark dungeon I wrote Whoa. it down somewhere is that the it's one like terrible. I'm going to Jackson yeah yeah the one uh, that he sings with June oh. which is yes it's a, it's a love uh, it's a love song for do, sure. you th- do you have any sense of why it is those two country artists that you like um does it have well, anything to do with like sensibility or culture or maybe maybe th- with culture and and just you know them being part of the sort of pop culture kind of 
thing. And I think um, just, I think for Johnny, it's just that I think his love for June was the thing that is just so, just really is charming to me. Oh, you're like, a romantic. I, I am a romantic. I, I heard, when I hear the song, it just makes me smile all the time, Jackson, and just, just their whole story. I mean, as sort of fraught as it is with, you know, complications, it's it's actually like, it, it just like the, the real love just sort of came through, which I thought was awesome. And, you know, when you combine that with music, it's like really super charming. So so that's really great that you got that song. Did you ask for it or did it just get assigned to you? No, I, it got assigned to me. In my head, I was hoping I was going to get it. To, that to, RC, yeah. he's good at that he's, stuff. He is. And so we should say that uh, the reason he's so good at it is because he's been doing MASH Poetics for years now, along with um, Trev Spilchin. Um they have been putting this show together. It's called Mash Poetics. And they take an album. The band learns to play an album. The band usually members shift according to what uh, what instruments and vocals are needed. But uh, Trev Spilchin is always kind of the band leader. And uh, they practice with the band and get the, get the album done. And then RC lines up poets and then assigns them songs randomly. I don't know if it's random, though, because he oh. always does a really good job he of does. like matching yeah. up. And uh, it's this Saturday. The next one is um, Johnny Cash live at Folsom Prison. Yes. Saturday, October 22nd. And it's at the Seven Dining Lounge, which is on uh, Hastings Street. It's about Hastings in Ontario or something like is, that. I think it's is it Broadway. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Broadway. Broadway. Did I say yeah. Hastings? Yeah, Broadway. I always get Hastings and Broadway mixed up. They are like <laughs> the parameters of my life, right? I never they really are good leave parameters. about eight blocks from my house. Um, so that is going on on Saturday night, and Candy will be doing two pieces. So Candy Tanaka is our guest today on Vancouver Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM. While I'm doing the station location, I will also station ID. I will also say that it is our fall member drive this year, this week from October. Um, 14th to October 23rd, so 10 full days, uh, midnight to midnight. And we are at $28,155.60. Yes. And we're just over halfway through our member drive. Our goal is 45000 so we're on track. Pledge, pledge, yeah, pledge. Yeah, pledge. And part of the reason that we are doing so well with numbers is that we have a matching campaign on. We have a very generous uh, donation from a member, an individual. People call in and say, is it Patterson? Is it this? No, it's somebody who is involved with the station who gets it and who pledged $10,000 to match yes. every awesome. new membership. Yeah. Every new donation, every extra that people give if they're renewing uh, above what they would normally give when they renew, because we're asking for that little extra because we're moving back to our Columbia Street station. We have to get that space ready. It was used as a construction site office for the renovations in the rest of the building. So you can imagine what that looks like. And our newest, our newest new member is Candy Tanaka. Of course. Of Thank course. you, Candy. Thank you. Thank you. And Thank you, um, even if you can't... Um, support financially if you're following any of our social media either wax Wagic or vancouver co-op radio or candy you can share and retweet and reshare and post and ask your friends to repost things and say why you love wax poetic and all of that every single little bit of it helps get the word out and helps us um reach our $45,000 goal by midnight on sunday so you said that was the last poem. Does that mean you're not going to read any more poems? Oh, uh, I, I, I think those are my my are two, two favorite. 
two probably better poems. Well, what if than I want to hear rest? another one? What if our listeners uh, want to hear another one? I think okay. our, I can hear them right now. Oh. They're calling in on my <laughs> headphones. Next uh, caller, please. Yes, <laughs> they want to hear another poem. Uh, okay, let's see what I've got here. I could. Okay, I'll read another from the um, from my Longshore series, and this one is called Tug. I love that Longshore series. Yeah. Um, so grinding, small and hard. Push, pull, push, swirls of frantic blues. Slip through booms once forest, swaying and rotating the Fraser's motions with David and Goliath tensions. Such force in your manner, but ecstatic twirls in the swells. Rubber tire fenders plunge against the river's pull with dizzying motion. Wheelhouse commander of one, lunch bucket boats with a deckhand, maneuver currents ruthlessly through narrow passageways and seem unsinkable. Men scurry, worry as the river stands by. A one-step slip conjures deathly dark caverns that swallow people into ocean crevices under log booms and lay up the dead at sea. That was beautiful. Everybody loves a tugboat. Tugs are awesome. They are also very romantic, I think. I yeah. think they're the romantic part of boats, the, the longshore part that you're talking about. I, I would think that. One time it was really cute. I had a video of a tug that stopped by the water, and he actually did a bunch of 360-degree spins <laughs> in front of me because I had a video camera out, and I recorded that, and I thought that was so awesome. The tugboat, uh, the guys on the tugboats and, and the women on the tugboats, they're just so much fun. Like, let me show you what we can do mm-hmm. with our little, I don't know what you would, our little acrobatic uh, craft. Yeah, spins, maneuvers, and uh, tugs are tugs are mighty. Yes. They, they bring in those giant freighters, and, and, you know, we need the tugs. So. I think that's a good metaphor for you, Candy. <laughs> tugs are mighty. Thanks, Pam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you said this was a Longshore series, so you know what I'm going to ask next. How many do you have in this series, and what motivated you to to start this series on the Longshore, what you see in the Longshore? Uh, I don't know how many I'll have yet. I've, I have, uh, I've, I've started about five or six, and like I said, they're all still in process. Um, and I started it partly because I spent a long period of my life working on the waterfront in the offices, but I worked um, longshore in Surrey, uh, part, you know, was part of the ILWU, still in my heart. Um, and I basically love all the ILWU, you know, the workings, the goings on. It's Once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. So, um, you know, it was a big part of my life. And I still am in touch with uh, a lot of the work, uh, you know, the workers there. And, uh, and they're great people. And it's just a really down-to-earth environment. And, you know, it's like uh, solid of the earth, uh, you know. Um, yeah, it's a, it was a great place to work. Beautiful. You know, you get to walk, you know, when you're at work, you're on the water all the time. So, you know, um, you have waterfront view, um, you know, and you get to hear the machines going and it's, it's, it's just a big part of, uh, how the world sort of works, transporting, you know, goods in and out and, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting place for sure. I did not know this about you and that's that. So I think that, uh, I hope there'll be a lot more in the series. It sounds like there's a book there. There could be a book, at least, at least a, a book. yes, something that I'll type up and piece together. That could be, yeah, chat book. Yes. Tell, let's hear another one. No, I, I, <laughs> the other ones. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I think the other ones are too too rough and okay. not that these ones weren't rough, but they're just I didn't really. Yeah. Okay. Well, then yeah. you want to tell us about some other stuff that's coming up at the uh, International Center of Arts and Technology. Sure, sure. I'd love to. Um, one of the things um, that we have coming up is that on we're having a Halloween digital storytelling project with Kids Code uh, Jeunesse, which is a, a kids coding camp, and also Kids World, and we're using uh, iBeacon technology from near to it. So um, what we're basically going to be doing is going around Gastown and, and visiting three different places that are haunted, and uh, the kids will be making up stories mm-hmm. as they go along. So as they move along um, to the different venues, different uh, pages that they've coded with their stories will, will pop up on an um, iPhone or wow. an iPad. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Um, about half of what you said I didn't understand. <laughs> but if that's like the final, uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that nobody else understands it. But like I was like, oh, I think I got lost in somewhere. Probably but the, the iBeacon technology or that's something. It. That's, that's yeah. it. I was you, like, oh, I, know you I feel dumb right now. Yeah. But that's all right. It's okay yeah. to have that cognitive dissonance. So I could, if I was a kid, I could learn to come learn how to do that. You could, yes. Um, if you go to the Kids World uh, website, you can um, sign up for their their little um, promo package that they have and uh, come and visit us in the Dominion Building, and you'll get a nice little, um, you know, tour of Gastown and have a chance to tell a scary story or two. Nice. Tell us again when that is. Uh, that will be coming up at the end of the month. There's uh, three days, um, and they actually will be on the website, but it's mostly if you go on the Kids World um, website to check out the package that they have, they'll have the dates on there. So, yeah. So it's over three days. That's so kind yeah. of around Halloween-y. Yeah, Halloween-ish exactly. time. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us about? Because I know you have a whole bunch of things going on. Like you're. N- that's why I said at the beginning that you write poetry, you write other things. Um, obviously creative nonfiction, and you do all this organizing and creating spaces for people. What else have you got going on? Yeah, well, a couple other things that we've got coming up in the center are we have a book club. Um, The next book that we're going to be reading is uh, Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. And uh, that uh, the meetup for that will happen on Friday, November the 18th at 7 p.m. And you can pick up a copy of the book right now. And the books are available courtesy of the Vancouver Public Library. So they have uh, they have a bunch of uh, book club kits that you can actually take out. Here's my piece for where I actually yeah. work. But uh, the book club kits uh, through the Vancouver Public Library are available. You get 10 copies of each book. You get a little... Um, Sometimes they have a little guidebook or little description in there as well, and you get a nice little book bag to carry it with you. And so I have those on loan, and if people are interested, they can come to the reading series on Friday and pick up a copy and then attend the book club on uh, November the 18th with us where where we will discuss the book and, uh, you know, her writing as well, because that's always of interest to us. So Uh, organized. Yeah, well, you know, when there's so many things happening, as you know, you have to be organized. And I didn't want to come here, like I mentioned before, and have dead air because I <laughs> thought, oh, I can't remember what you know, what I was supposed to say. So um, one of the other things, if, if I can mention yeah, it, absolutely. is um, uh, just on a personal note, um, I am a graduate of the Writer's Studio, and uh, we are holding um, online Twitter chats uh, with uh, with SFU Writer Studio, so those are usually they usually occur at the end of each month, 
Uh, we've had two so far. One, the first one was on writer's block, and the second one was on the, on creating your first draft. Uh, they're usually the third or last Saturday of the month, and they happen at 11 a.m. So kind of keep an eye out for that. If you follow the Writer Studio um, at SFU on their on uh, Twitter, you'll find out when the next one is. So that's something that um, we, um, you know, I worked with uh, Wade and uh, Andrew to help create something that... Uh, that's Wade Compton and Andrew... Andrew Chesham, okay, and uh, and to create something that uh, will help uh, writers, potential writers. So we get a lot of the um, the instructors helping out, and also alumni. So they come on, and we just do a quick uh, one hour back and forth um, Twitter chat, uh, you know, to help to help uh, writers. So you do a lot of social media stuff that supports what you do. Yeah, social media, I think, is is it's a big, um, it's a an, a good great marketing tool, especially when you have no money. So, you know, it's about being creative on social media and pushing um, things out and also helping other people push things out, I think is a big part of social media. So um, it's it's uh, my main marketing tool. Uh, my favorite marketing tool, though, is word of mouth, I have to say. Yeah, me too. You are on uh, Twitter as at Candy Tanaka. Yes. That's D-I-E-T-A-N-A-K-A. And we have uh, just about run out of time, but I want to ask you, what was that acronym that you and Charlie Demers that you used in oh, that yes, conversation? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. That's a, or is so, that a, too no, long a story? No, it's, it's, I can do it. Do I have a couple minutes? Uh, well, no, we've got about... 20 seconds. Okay, 20. <laughs> MPDG is a manic pixie dream girl. Okay. So, you know, the girl that everyone, it's an unattainable girl, everyone, blah, yes. blah, blah. So anyways, the reason why Charlie mentioned it to me was uh, more about development of character in some of my writing. So that's what it was about. So, uh, so you took a course with them. I Charlie was my mentor at the Raider ah, Studio. So that's why he said I taught them everything they know. Uh, of course. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so shout out there to Charlie Demers. Uh, yes. And um, really quickly, there's some events. Tonight, there's an Aboriginal Voices. Uh, J- Jordan Abel, Lisa Bird Wilson, and Leanne Simpson are reading from 7 to 8.30 at the Annex, which is at 823 Seymour on the second floor. It's a VPL event, but there was Ooh. the flood, right, I think. Oh, so yes, I think that's yes. why everything's over at the yes. Annex at 823 Seymour, the second floor. Also tonight, Modern Day Bards. Deanna Roger and Leah Horlick are um, at Café du Soleil at 7 p.m. And it's part of this worldwide Shakespeare Lives, the 400th anniversary of his death. And it's an event that is organized in tandem by Vancouver Poetry Slam and Vancouver Writers Fest. We've already mentioned Mash Poetics on Saturday, October 22nd at 7 Dining Lounge. All of these things have Facebook uh, event pages. And if it has a Facebook event page, it's probably also linked to our Wax Poetic Facebook page if you want to go to look at them from one place. Palooza featuring the 2016 Slamapalooza team that is off to Winnipeg next week and Michelos uh, is at the uh, Kwantlen Students Association Grassroots Cafe in Surrey 12666 72nd Avenue Surrey. The Dominion Reading Series Friday night at 7pm at 1012 the 10th floor of 207 West Hastings. That's uh, Candy's thing. And next Wednesday there's a Ghost Story Slam uh, invitational at Cafe du Soleil Story Slam people and spoken word and then also that night Mighty Mike McGee and friends at Wise Hall we can probably say more about those two events next Wednesday our guest today has been Candy Tanaka uh, no apologies necessary is 
coming up next. Thank you very much, Candy, for being thank here. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, RC. And remember, thank you for becoming a member. Remember, it's member drive, so I'll answer the phone if you call in like about 30 seconds. Do it. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what? So what? So what? So what?